The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome back, school smuggle sandwiches, to another Lights Out podcast. Uh, today we got kind of an interesting topic, uh, one I wasn't really aware of until more recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't even know that this topic existed until recently. <laughs> and uh, I got some fresh opinions uh, about Brandon Lee and his infamous movie, The Crow, which... I guess isn't that infamous because I didn't hear about it, but it's pretty infamous. It, it's more of like I feel you, like it's definitely like a generational thing. Like yeah, if you were like it's in, a classic older movie. Yeah, if like. you grew up in the '90s or were like part of the emo alt punk scene, you definitely love this movie. I feel like I didn't hit my movie phase until like maybe mid high school, and I really like I really I was always about movies, but I wasn't really into movies until okay. like mid high school. So a lot of movies I saw around that time, like. 10 things I hate about you I watched in high school and like all those kind of things and I'm still I'm still watching movies that are like classics that I haven't seen like I have never seen Pretty Woman all the way through me either um add it to the list (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah it's uh it's a pretty famous movie I would say I mean my dad's even watched it and he's not really into these kind of movies um but yeah it kind of reminds me of like a modern day Joker so yeah it kind of has that energy to it i mean he does kind of wear face paint like a clown but yeah (laughs) never mind that (laughs) um before we get into the movie i'm just gonna introduce who brandon lee is most people know it's bruce lee's son but it's a little deeper than that he's not just bruce lee's son (laughs) so brandon lee was born in oakland california on february 1st 1965 I did not realize how old he would have been. Yeah, no, he's my mom's yeah, age. Yeah, he's I a year like, older than my mom. I was like, oh, he's literally my mom's age. Yeah, like, he died when he was, what, like 27, 28? Something like that. I have a, yeah. Tw- he's in his 20s. Yeah, he's in his 20s. Um, uh, Brandon lived in Oakland, California, and Hong Kong as a child, and then settling back into Los Angeles area after the death of his father. At 18, Brandon left L.A. to attend Emerson College in Boston, but soon returned back to L.A. to pursue his lifelong dream of acting. Brandon is the son of the martial arts expert and actor Bruce Lee. Uh, Brandon had lost his father at the age of eight in Hong Kong due to cerebral edema, which is a buildup of fluid in the brain. As a teenager, Brandon got into trouble and dropped out of high school several times while studying at Emerson, He realized college wasn't for him, but acting was. He initially stayed away from the martial arts films, but eventually embraced his heritage. He made his first feature film, Legacy of Rage, in 1986 in Hong Kong. Around that time, he appeared in Kung Fu the Movie with David Carradine? Carradine? Yeah, which aired on television. Um, He also played a deadly assassin and his powerful fight scenes made quite the impression on viewers. Returning to the big screen, Lee made three action films, Laser Mission, made in 1990, Showdown in Little Tokyo, made in 1991, and Rapid Fire, made in 1992. Following this was The Crow. Yeah, it. Uh, he started filming in 93. I'm not sure when the actual movie came out. Um, probably either that year or the year after. It came mm-hmm. out in line with um, Batman. Okay. With the Tim Burton Batman. So I think that's the one with Penguin. 
Yeah. And all that stuff. It's really dark. <laughs> like, oh, you yeah. would recognize it if you saw yeah, it. Yeah, I liked that movie. movie. The penguin still creeps me out to this day. Um, but, you know, I, at this point in time, he was trying to break away from his father and his legacy. Not because he didn't love his father or anything that his father did. It was because... You don't want to be associated as an actor only because your father is so famous. Yeah. You know? He wanted to be Brandon Lee, not Bruce Lee's son. Yeah. And he tried to really break away from that with this movie. Um, and from what I know, uh, I've, at least what I've read, <laughs> I don't know much about him other than this movie, but um, he was a very hard worker. Um, he did all of his own stunts and fighting scenes and just like everything. Oh, yeah. So, And I think that goes along with... The fact that he's Bruce Lee's son and yeah. Bruce Lee does his own stunts and fighting scenes. So I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand and that's kind of why he did it. But um, he was really into his work and it's kind of sad that someone this passionate had to go so soon. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it is an accident. It's not murder. It's not a conspiracy. <laughs> like we're not trying to bring that into yeah. this. I do have a couple um, theories, but they have been disproven. Yeah, there's there's theories about the death um, because it is tragic and it is an accident and people will find any little thing to say about people who die um same with like Kurt Cobain <laughs> like yeah. I just did a paper about him for school and a lot of people think that Courtney Love killed him and he was killed by the Chinese mafia like there was just like a ton of theories and Wait, I was they like think that Kurt Cobain was killed by the Chinese mafia too oh maybe that was Brandon Lee yeah I don't know they I, thought they yeah. thought they thought someone killed him other than yeah himself <laughs> there were theories that the Chinese okay, maybe mafia, I'm just mixing yeah. up I did okay so listen it's been a long week <laughs> started off my week by doing one huge paper for my final project and then I did another really long paper the next day and then I had Wednesday of classes and then Thursday which is today um sorry this is late by the way everyone it's been a very long week for me yeah, it's okay <laughs> people ask me when the next one was up and I'm like maybe tonight tomorrow something yeah, like that <laughs> uh I'm hoping it goes out same day um on Thursday so hopefully yeah. people can listen to it as early as tomorrow morning um but it's just been a really long week <laughs> and your girl needed a break <laughs> I almost I I was so close to being like I don't want to do it this week like I was so close but we have a schedule and I really want to try to stick to it yeah um but getting back onto topic um the crow do you want to talk a little bit about the movie I don't know yeah. if you have specifics or you want to talk about the movie itself first <laughs> um well, The Crow, as we know, was made in the 90s, so it does have the, like, 90s she a little, grunge. She a little not she, good. <laughs> she, I think I, she needs a little work. She needs a tune-up. If you're, okay, if you're looking at the movie from, like, other movies that have came out recently, yeah, it doesn't look too good, but at the time, it was a... It was a pretty good movie. And it's not the worst I've seen, honestly, for an action movie in the yeah. 90s. Like, it's not the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. There are definitely, especially with how low of a budget this movie was, it was only $15 million, Yeah. Which is really low, um, especially for a movie this big. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that they made do with only that much money is really impressive. Yeah. Because it takes a lot to make movies. And the fact that it was done and not the worst, like, props to them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so with Lee's career on the upsw upswing, wow, could not say that word for a second. Uh, he signed on to play Eric Draven, 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 Draven. yeah, uh, in the Crow, based on the comic books of James James O'Barr. 
In the film, his character is a murdered rock musician who comes back from the dead to take revenge on the gang that killed him and his girlfriend, which the you said earlier. It was earlier. the night before Halloween, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, because they were going to get married on Halloween yeah. the next day. That, that yeah. sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you did mention earlier uh, that um, the whole revenge trope isn't the best. No, I, I think that, like, he had good intentions because he was taking out a gang that was pretty much. They were a group they of were arsonists just, and murderers. Yeah, and they were rapists. absolutely terrorizing the city. Yeah. They were. It, it kind of reminds me of like a reverse Batman. Yeah. Is what that's the movie what I was thinking. reminds me of. Because yeah. like you have the crow signal that he gives out and he like carves on the one guy's body. And it just kind of reminds me of that. And I mean, look, <laughs> I'm not a big trope person i'm not a big like if you know me and you know i watch star wars i think that all of the <laughs> all of the series they each have like parent issues and mm-hmm. it's like such a bad trope <laughs> because it's so obvious and maybe it's not obvious to everyone else and everyone's like oh it's it's more than that and i'm like oh yeah well you're talking to someone who does like behavior analysis so like it's parent issues to yeah. me but this is another trope that i just don't really love and it's getting revenge because of a girl (laughs) yeah and like john wick's kind of like that but it's so much deeper than that yeah (laughs) so i think that's why i like john wick a lot it kind of does remind me of john wick too yeah and also with this movie like it wasn't he his girlfriend was tortured and killed yeah she was not only like trigger warning here but she also was raped which yeah they the guy in the movie, so basically what he does is he goes down and hunts down all the guys that was there that night that he died. And they were supposed to only terrorize her and scare her, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with him. And he came in and made it, like, a lot more messy than it had to be. Yeah. But she was already getting, like, cut and like, they were already sexually assaulted. Yeah. And, and They so, were beating her. Yeah. And I don't even, this is the thing about the movie, right? It it wouldn't bother me so much what the movie is about. Um, it's just the flashbacks just happen at the worst point. Like, there is still stuff about this movie that I don't know. Yeah. And I just watch this movie. And I'm usually pretty good about picking up stuff in movies. And the thing that bothers me, excuse me, um, is that it doesn't really explain a lot <laughs> about not only their relationship, but also like why he's doing the things he's doing yeah there's not like why he's resurrected like it it doesn't really make a lot of sense there's a lot of holes in the story (laughs) like he's not a ghost he (laughs) crawled out of his grave and why suddenly on halloween he could bleed again like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me um i haven't seen the second one either and he's not even in it i don't know if they did cgi or what with that one but there's I a mean, second one. I, I don't know, know. I know for the movie with, that Bruce Lee died during, they used a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an interesting way to I, do an action kung fu movie. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, most of the movie was shot during the, uh, for Bruce Lee, so they just put a cardboard cutout in scenes <laughs> that they needed to finish. Yeah. In this one, they, they CGI'd over okay. him. Because, so... I'll get into it more, but basically no one wanted to do it because they felt horrible about what mm-hmm. happened. So no one wanted to pretend to be him. Yeah. Not even his stunt double, <laughs> yeah. which was only there to jump off buildings. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So they definitely use CGI and there's not a lot of the movie that's like that. I think literally it's just that like beginning scene really is the only thing that he didn't film. But okay. Um yeah, it's just there's a lot of holes in the movie. Yeah. Um it's a, in this description it says that the crow resurrects him, but well, it's a crow. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't get it, you know? I like mean, I just want to understand why he is resu- like yeah, not even why he's resurrected, but how <laughs> he's yeah. resurrected because he's basically immortal. Like he has superpowers basically. Yeah. He can vanish. He like, can vanish. He got shot in the hand and you see it just like heal like he's a vampire yeah, that's or the some worst. shit. Like, you like started laughing. Seen, <laughs> I saw it and I was like, wait Look a minute. At that fake it's hand. literally like a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like it, he grabs glass and his cuts heal right away. That's like the first part of the movie. I think it's just, it starts off really confusing. I think that's where it got me in the beginning because mm-hmm. I stopped about 30 minutes in. And I was like, okay, I need to take a break because I'm losing interest in this movie. And it got better towards the end. But the beginning, you just see him kind of come out of a grave, really. Yeah, I mean, he just it's, crawls out. The first scene in the movie is the ending of what happened to him and his girlfriend. And you don't even know if she lives or dies. You don't know it's a year later. Like, they yeah. just, he just crawls out of a grave. Just like, uh-huh. that's it. I thought you died. Here <laughs> and then you he, are. like, crawl, walks. Like, he looks like a toddler trying to walk for the <laughs> first time. And he just starts walking and the crow's like showing him where boots are. It's just like, (laughs) what the hell is going on? And I just wish that um, maybe it's explained more down the line or maybe the comics explain more. But from the movie standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like overall, it wasn't a terrible movie. Like I I think that people should watch it. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely a little weird. (laughs) And you if you are cool with having some holes in movies like this is this will be perfect for you it's not it's not a bad movie it's really not um I think that like my dad really likes it he's seen it you know a lot (laughs) but it's just not a movie I'd probably watch again anytime soon Mm -hmm. um it's just one of those movies you know it was like a mediocre movie like a C three out of five stars um but anyway (laughs) there was actually a handful of mishaps during shooting I read that too. Yeah, starting on the first day when a crew member was almost electrocuted and towards the end of the production, Lee was performing his death scene when he had been struck by a bullet that had been lodged in the prop gun that was supposed to be a blank. Yeah, so basically what happened, because I was reading about this and I'm like, I don't really understand how they knew about it. So basically, um, I think that Pete, they I don't know if they share props on production company sites but basically they didn't have any fake guns on site (laughs) and so they don't ever use real bullets they use fake bullets that have like a cardboard or like styrofoam tip so Mm -hmm. if they hit you you won't get hurt (laughs) it's like getting hit with like a nerf bullet right like it's not gonna cut you it's not gonna do anything it's gonna be like Um, a flick yeah it's gonna you're gonna be stunned because you just got hit with something but it's not gonna hurt you (laughs) and basically um, these guys went to buy the fake guns, but also bought live bullets while they were there because I, I don't know, maybe the guy needed some spare bullets. I don't know. And so they legally are not allowed to keep live bullet rounds on sets. So he kept them in his car. And, um, basically what happened was, um, there were no blanks. <laughs> so they improvised and created their own prop bullets 
because that's a good idea instead of going to buy them. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I, I see the look on your face. That's what I thought, too. The first time I read it, I was like, they did what now? <laughs> what they do, put a cut cotton ball on top of it? Like um, They don't. They said they created dummy rounds, um, which didn't have gunpowder, but kept the lead tip to be used for close-ups. Um, and I guess no one knew. So when they shot the gun, the bullet tip got lodged in it. Um, which is the spare casing that killed him. Okay. Um, and so two weeks later it was used. Um, oh, it was, it was Michael Massey. It wasn't the other guy. Okay. Um, so this guy's character is named Funboy and, um, basically it's supposed to happen. Uh, in the movie you see him go back to his apartment and he kind of relives the night, um, and kind of, he gets these like visions Somehow, yeah. It, this is one of the holes in yeah. the movie. It, his his powers aren't really explained. Yeah, except he can that like he can't touch, die. Yeah, he can touch someone's face and get flashbacks. And he also can just get them by being in a place. It's kind of like a medium kind of yeah. where like they can have like visions of what happened. Uh, but nonetheless, he has a vision of that night and kind of sees it all for the first time again because he wasn't there the whole time it happened he came in towards the end mm-hmm. and basically when he comes in uh he gets cut and then uh right before they throw him out of a six-story window they shoot him and so in the original scene we had to google this actually like right before the podcast uh, because we were waiting for the scene the whole movie because we both knew that he got shot above the torso mm-hmm. and that's the shot that killed him um and in the original scene, he has it over, he has a plastic bag covering the gun that shoots him, which I'm guessing is to try to muffle it. Um, but he is supposed to shoot him and they didn't realize that that happened because when you're using a prop gun, you don't think anyone's going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. So they thought he was just really acting and then they realized that he wasn't getting up and they were like, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, there's an issue here. Um, so I guess he also really, really, um, bled out, which is the main cause of his death was he bled out a lot right away. So I feel like if he wasn't bleeding out as much, he would have been okay. Yeah. But he really bled out. (laughs) The bullet did pierce his abdomen and ended up near his spine, which would have been really hard. To get out too. Um, Lee was taken to the hospital where surgeons tried to stop the bleeding and repair the damage, but they were unsuccessful, and he died on March 31st, 1993, from his injuries. Also, keep in mind that this was the 90s, and not that technology or medical advancements weren't ahead of their time, but especially in the critical condition he was in, it just wasn't in his cards to be able to survive this. Yeah. I mean, Today, he might have. He might have been in it. He, he would have had a higher chance, but it yeah. still would have been risky. Yeah, he definitely just did not get a stroke of luck on this film. Um, and it kind of had really bad bad things from the start, <laughs> um, which was is never a good sign. Um, but nonetheless, um, he was pronounced dead at 1.04 a.m. on March 31st, 1993. Um, and after this, they had an investigation and it was ruled as an accident. Uh, 
the mother, uh, Linda Cadwell, she did not file a suit against the guy who accidentally shot him because that's just cruel <laughs> at this point. Um, but she did file a lawsuit against the studio, um, which was settled out of court. Um, so basically after this, um, he mainly shot his movie. Like Brandon Lee is in a majority, like 95% of this movie. Yes. But since he died in one of the final scenes um, of shooting, because you know how movies are shot. They're not shot in chronological order. They shoot based on, you know, how many people are going to be there that day and how much stuff they have to prepare for that day. It's just, it's a, it's a big thing. And most of the time they never shoot in chronological order. And this flashback scene was one of the last scenes they were shooting. Um, so two months later, they had to rewrite the script in order to finish the movie. So that could also be an explanation to why there's holes in the movie, because maybe they didn't get to the scenes that kind of explain things a little better. Yeah. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, they used stuntmen to fill the spot, the spots that he wasn't in. Um, and they really didn't want to, they felt guilty. Um, they were really upset about the death, um, as anyone would be yeah. who has a heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people really didn't want to finish this, um, and it's interesting because <laughs> he was also engaged to be married when he died yeah. in real life as well. So not only did his character die, but he died in a very similar manner. Yeah, he was planning on marrying his fiance on April 17th in 90. God, that was only that a couple year weeks in Mexico. Away. Yeah. <sighs> 2 weeks away. That really sucks. Um and then Bruce Lee passed away um, on July 20th, 1973. Um, so he died. At least he didn't have to go through that because you see the you see the trend in Hollywood where, like, a family member dies and then another family member dies yeah. because they're so heartbroken. It's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a medical yeah. term. But um, it's good, I think, that, you know, he was able to at least be buried around his father yeah <laughs> he was buried next to his father in seattle on april 3rd 1993 and like you said stories swirled around whether or not the shooting was an accident but the investigation did determine that his death was an accident out of a result of the prop gun not being properly checked between uses yeah. um in a sad coincidence brandon lee's death was just as accidental as his father uh, father's under similar circumstances which is weird because on this article it says that um, he complained of a headache. Bruce? And, uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. he, um, one of his co-stars made him a painkiller of aspirin and meprobamate. Meprobamate? Yeah, I don't know. It's a tranquilizer. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it's technically like a horse tranquilizer. So essentially it killed him. Yeah. <laughs> and he never woke up again. Yeah. Um is oh jeez. His brain was swollen thirteen percent in size, mm -hmm. which is not good. <laughs> yeah. Um it's someone's 
okay, so the coworker that gave him the tranquilizer said that it was from an allergic reaction to it. But if you're not prescribed a medication, please, for the love of God, do not take it. Yeah. Because you don't know what kind of side effects you're going to have. You don't know what it's going to do to your body. Just don't do it, please. (laughs) Don't take Adderall. Don't take Xanax if you're not prescribed it. Please, please, for my sake, (laughs) do not do that because these kind of things happen and it's horrible and you will never be able to forgive yourself for it if Mm -hmm. you are the person that gives that. Um, But nonetheless, there are conspiracies about his death. Um, We're going to touch up on his... Bruce Lee's death a little more. So he had passed away on July 20th, 1973, during the production of Game of Death, which he had stopped filming to star in Enter the Dragon, the first kung fu movie to be made in Hollywood. Um, two months earlier, Lee had collapsed during a ADR session and was diagnosed with cerebral edema. In July, like you said, Lee complained of a headache following meetings with George Lazenby and Golden Harvest producer Raymond Cho. Chow? Ciao. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While staying at his Enter the Dragon co-star Betty Ting Pei's apartment and she gave him the painkiller and then he went to lay down and never woke up and apparently she tried to wake him up. He didn't get up, so she called someone else and then they tried to wake him up and he didn't get up and they're like, "Why wouldn't okay. you just call the emergency yeah. room, especially if you knew that he was having some kind of issue?" That isn't like himself. Why would you not call the yeah, an ambulance? They or definitely a medical stalled person. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not to say that he wasn't dead already, but you know, at least yeah. you would have attempted to save him if yeah. he wasn't. Uh, so one of the most common theories is that uh, both Brandon and Bruce Lee's death were orchestrated by the Chinese mafia. Don't believe that's accurate. <laughs> Um, and there's also the family cur- curse that many believe was the cause of both of their deaths. Um, I also see that, so they, it was conspired that the Chinese mafia did kill them because um, especially Brandon Lee was doing very good in Hollywood and so was Bruce at the time. Mm. Uh, they were doing really, really well, and they wanted them gone because they were killing chances for other production companies and putting them out of business. And then another thing that they said was that Chow and Pei both lied about Bruce Lee dying in her apartment that night, um, and they said that it was reported that Lee and Pei were having an affair. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Lee did know was known to mess around a little bit. So it also says that it was reported that Bruce Lee had a drug problem and he was found with cannabis in his stomach on both the day he collapsed and the day of his death. Others believe that he was given the Dim Mac death touch by Gong Fu Master. He offended? What? I'm sorry, what? It's some kind of... It's some kind of martial arts. Apparently he offended somebody and they gave him the death touch you know it reminds me of a regular show episode (laughs) if you've seen regular show you know exactly what i'm talking about but um yeah that's an interesting thing and i wouldn't call somebody with a drug problem who had cannabis in their stomach that's i mean maybe at the time but yeah but like a drug problem usually is 
heroin, heroin or meth. Yeah. <laughs> the hard shit, not yeah. the stuff that makes can, you hungry and makes you want to go take a nap. It probably or watch Harry down, Styles honestly. for four hours. Stop that. <laughs> that is unnecessary. <laughs> It was great. I enjoyed it. Well, obviously, you didn't tell me to stop. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about this family curse because this is one really big conspiracy theory about their deaths that many people believe. So I don't know if this is what you're getting to, but um, they also believe that Brandon Lee's death was way more because... Um, so even, I guess, in Hollywood, when people are getting shot with blanks, they still make them wear bulletproof vests, which I didn't know because, you know, how do you hide those bulky little yeah. things? Um, Plus, he was really, like, thin he was in that movie. Thin. And he was wearing, like, leather in the final scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess you're supposed to wear a bulletproof vest, and a weapons expert is also supposed to be on set who would have, you know, helped film the fighting scenes. And... Um, and they would have told him to aim towards the side of him rather than right at him. So regardless of if it was a blank or a full, at least... Because if you're looking from a different angle, if you're looking over the guy's shoulder, you're going to see that he's not doing it. But from the angle that they shot, it wouldn't matter if you were an inch to the left or an inch to the right. Like, you wouldn't be able to see. So I guess you're supposed to aim away from them, but still in their general direction. So it looks like you're shooting at them, even though you're not. Um, <clears throat> some say that it wasn't an accident, um, and it was instead orchestrated by the Chinese mafia as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, and then there were also people who said that ninjas were in the set rafters yes. on the day he died. And then that's where the family curse is coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this curse starts with Bruce's mother had lost her first son and originally gave Bruce the name Siphon, meaning small phoenix, giving her son a feminine name to try and trick the evil spirits. At 18, Bruce had beat the son of a feared triad boss in a street fight and was sent back to San Francisco to live with his older sister in order to protect his life. It is said that the Lee family was deeply superstitious and believed an evil spirit was following and targeting the males in the family. This theory has been disproven simply by the fact that Bruce's younger brother, Robert, is still alive and well, along with his older brother, Peter, lived until 2008 and died at 69. Ah, so the grunge is following them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think they were, the theory is, oh yeah, this evil spirit kills all the males in this family bloodline, which they might have came up with that superstition since she did lose her first child these theories are really out there they're reaching yes they're not just reaching they're like full-on falling over trying to make these work um i think it's kind of a disgrace to the people who have suffered from this to say that it wasn't an accident and there was more to it it's just it's kind of hurtful (laughs) i mean obviously so Michael Massey is the guy who accidentally shot him. And he's like, I this wasn't even supposed to happen. Like, the director changed it. I wasn't even supposed to have a gun. Like, whatever. He took off time from filming and just isolated for a while. Because well, yeah. how are you supposed to, you know, do anything after accidentally killing somebody? Yeah, It's just, I can't even fathom what he went through. 
and how much courage it took to get back. And he recently died too, but it's just, it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how do you just get I mean, over you something you accidentally like killed that? someone that you worked closely with for at least a year, if not longer. Yeah, I don't, I can't even think about what he went through, what his fiance went through. Like, I just, it's a horrible yeah. situation. And, you know, I'm sure that his mom was torn up too after just losing her husband not that long ago. And then her son dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a really shitty situation. And if the production, I don't know what the settlement was for the lawsuit that his mom filed, but I really hope she won because it is a hundred percent on the studio's backs for just not checking. Yeah. First of all, just the fact that one, he was supposed to wear a bulletproof vest. Two, there's supposed to be a weapons expert. And three, you went to a fucking gun store and bought real bullets and then made dummy bullets without telling anybody. Like, this is 100% on those people. Yeah. And if you're not checking them either, this is so your fault. <laughs> they weren't being responsible enough to take care of proper fake deaths or fake gunshots, and it resulted in a real death and a real gunshot. If you have to use real bullets and dummy them down to be a prop, you probably shouldn't be doing yeah. it. <laughs> like, hey, I'm supposed to shoot this guy for a movie. Maybe I shouldn't use real bullets? Maybe? Why didn't anyone check the gun? Yeah. Like, hello. The signs are there. I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of things that they should have done because... That would have prevented Brandon's death. This just, when I was um, doing, when I was reading this, I was thinking about um, Elisa Lamb and her family filing the lawsuit against mm -hmm. the hotel. And I just, it gave me such flashbacks to that because we did that not that long yeah, ago. And speaking of, did you see the new video that came mm -hmm, out? Where yeah. she was being choked? Yeah. I was like, why does this always happen? We come out with an episode yeah. and then literally like a week later, something new pops yeah, up. Yeah, either something new pops up the week we do the episode and then we can throw it in there or the week after. Literally right the day after we shot the John Bonet one. I got an advertisement for Discovery Plus, which I had just gotten for the Cecil Hotel episode, and a new documentary popped up. I was like, I'm going oh, to put my head through a wall. For <laughs> a whole week, the whole week I was doing research for John Panay, I got every single in between like Snapchat stories, that exact ad would pop up, John Panay, Discovery Plus. I'm like, yep, I got it. I got it. I got it the day after. I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the one documentary I didn't watch. And it made me feel so bad. But this is a this is a case where it's kind of shut and close. I don't think there's any room for a conspiracy. Yeah, like, it's 100% on the production company and especially the guys who bought the guns. Because this was their fault by making dummy bullets. Yeah. Instead of just going to the store and getting more and just holding off on shooting that scene. Yeah. Yeah, you would have gotten shit for it, but you didn't secondhand kill somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just done poorly. That's all there is to it. There's, like, you can throw a conspiracy theory in there, but it's been heavily disproven on many 
different. I mean, occasions. sure, the Chinese mafia might have not liked the might family, have, but, but I don't think they I don't would, think they set up the killing. They're like, okay, we're gonna send out ten ninjas <laughs> to this Hollywood studio and mess with their prop gun that has. We're gonna fake wait just in case he doesn't bullets. actually die. Yeah, <laughs> in case he doesn't, we're gonna come like, down there and nunchuck his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna hide in the vents. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I just, it's no. a horrible accident. And the prop guys, I hope they got fired. I hope they yeah. got fired. It's not the Chinese mafia. It's not the grudge. It's just a freaking dumb male who decided to use live bullets and make prop bullets out of them. Is it confirmed it was a male? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was a dumb male. It was male. two men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, not to throw shade to the wind here, but, you know, just saying, could have bought dummy bullets we could have avoided this whole fiasco but instead imagine all the movies and i said earlier that he would make a great joker oh yeah he would have been great yeah for that role because he was already acting like the joker in this movie yeah maybe we'll talk about Heath ledger at some point i feel like we should talk about a lot of celebrities who have overdosed at one point yeah or committed suicide if you want to hear about that let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about it before. I have been told to talk about something like that. Okay. But nonetheless, um, thank you for joining us. Um, I know it was a shorter episode, and I know we were late, and I'm sorry. And uh, just know that we continuously love you, and we will see you for sure next week. 